up, guys? Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Robert Breedlove. Robert is the co-founder and CEO of Parallax Digital, a digital asset hedge fund and digital securities advisory firm. He's also the author of some great articles on Medium, one of my favorites being Money, Bitcoin, and Time. If you haven't read those already, I highly recommend you check them out. This is the rapid fire episode. So this is where I ask just a series of questions and then some word associations at the end. If you wanna hear a more general open discussion with Robert, you can check out the further discussion episode that's available now as well. That's it, enjoy. Let's do it. All right, man, so this part, um, I've got a series of questions. You can take as long as you want uh, or as short as you want to answer them. You can say pass if you want, so it's entirely up to you. I'll just hit them one by one. Okay. What is money? Money is a metaphor for time, uh, or money is a technology for moving value across space-time. If you had to explain Bitcoin to your grandmother or 80-year-old, what would you say? (laughs) Um, digital money for the digital world, I guess. What's the primary reason why Bitcoin is important or interesting to you? Separation of money and state. What does the sovereign individual mean to you? The quote unquote sovereign individual. Uh, the sovereign individual is a reversion to the natural state of man. Nice. How long after you first heard of Bitcoin did you start learning more about it and purchase it, if you're comfortable saying? Uh, you know, I heard about it in 14 and purchased some, but didn't fall down the rabbit hole until late 16. What was the, what was the impetus for falling down the rabbit hole? It's funny. I, I've told the story before. I was actually studying Ethereum uh, right. when I came across the concept of smart contracts. I thought that was really interesting. thought it was going to be a big deal. Started investing where my money went, my mind followed, and then over time, like most of us, became a Bitcoin uh, maximalist or rationalist. I'm always interested in in when people kind of caught the virus. You know, some people, as soon as they heard about it, they read the white paper and it just totally clicked. You know, for me, I I, I saw the value and it thought it was interesting, but I didn't, you know, become obsessed until a number of years later. Yeah. Uh, most effective way about educating people about Bitcoin, so in conversation or, or more formally? Um, I think conversation is clearly most important. I mean, word of mouth is the best form of marketing in the world, uh, but there's an art to that game, and that's part of what I'm trying to do with my work, is convert these complexities into simplicity. What movie or song is most related to Bitcoin, in your opinion? Uh, I will actually name my favorite movie, which is Gangs of New York, Nice. uh, which taught me that all these groups that we call business or corporations or governments, we're all just gangs. We're all just groups of people. Um, People should just look at the world like that. There's no nanny out there that's going to take care of you. Favorite movie, clip, or rant of all time? That's tough. I'll have to pass. <laughs> uh, can Bitcoin be stopped? If so, what is Bitcoin's biggest vulnerability? If not, why not? Biggest vulnerability is uh, all the nations in the world acting in concert to go back to the gold standard uh, immediately, and they might have a chance. Um, that's it, I think. What was your most recent aha or level up in your understanding of Bitcoin? 
Uh, actually, right before this show, so back to the definition of money, I said it's a technology for moving value across time as a store of value, right? It holds value across time. Uh, it's also a technology for moving value across space as a medium of exchange so we can share it with one another. And then my aha moment was it's also a technology for moving value across consciousness as a unit of account, right? Once it becomes sufficiently distributed and used enough, we actually it actually changes our mental machinery. If you think about how many times a day you think in dollars or whatever your local currency is, it is a, it, is, it installs itself almost as software in our consciousness. Um, so that was it. Technology for moving value across time, space, and consciousness. You're going to have to put uh, a Medium article down for that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think will be Bitcoin's biggest impact on society? Uh, decentralization of state power. When, if ever, do you think the first central bank will start adding Bitcoin to its reserves, and will they exist in 20 years? Uh, I think Venezuela may be walking that path today. Um, so I would say within a couple of years, if they haven't already, uh, in secret. Will the central bank exist in 20 years, not in the form we know it today? What is the biggest mistake you've made with Bitcoin? Uh, I would say active trading on Bitcoin is extremely difficult. How do you feel about Satoshi Nakamoto, Bitcoin's creator, being anonymous and the coins that he likely controls? Uh, an interesting mystery. What have you learned about yourself or how have you changed, if at all, as a result of learning about and interacting with Bitcoin? I have across the board lowered my time preference, I think. I'm just healthier, I read more, I'm just thinking longer term in general. Yeah, that's that's one of the super interesting elements of this whole thing is that it's it's literally changing who people are, you know? Like it's upgrading people just by being involved in it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, have you ever purchased other coins? If so, are you likely to do so again in the future? Uh, I do hold some alternative positions, yes. What is your most controversial or contrarian view or opinion? If not on Bitcoin, any subject is okay. Mm. Uh, I think things seem really bad in the world, but I like to believe that it's darkest before the dawn. And I think we're on the cusp of an awakening on multiple levels. Ballpark estimate of Bitcoin's price in five years. Uh, we'll, we'll go with our, our target, 100, 120,000. Right. And I got to go back to that last question for a sec. <laughs> awakening in multiple dimensions. Can you articulate some of those dimensions? Uh, yeah, back to the opening question of the show. People are rediscovering spirituality is a big one. Um, you know, through the, through the practice of yoga or meditation or mindfulness or healthy diet or Eckhart Tolle or, you know, all these number of channels. Psychedelics. Uh, psychedelics, absolutely. You know, ayahuasca uh, seems to be very popular these days. Um, 
uh, even cannabis, I guess, you know, and to some extent sort of helps people get a little more woke sometimes. <laughs> so that, that's all. It just, it just seems, you know, this is way outside of Bitcoin. I, across the board, there's people that don't know shit about Bitcoin, but they're working on themselves and their, and their wokeness, if you yeah. will. And they seem primed to maybe have get some Bitcoin in their lives. Yeah, once they get it, they, they will. Do you have a morning routine? If so, what is it? I do. Uh, so a typical morning is I write in my gratitude journal. Uh, I read a little bit of Krishnamurti, who's an Eastern philosopher. Really good stuff. Um, I read some Bible verse. I usually try to do a meditation, uh, do a 30-minute read, 30 minutes to an hour if I have time. Um, you know, have my coffee and that's it. Start the day. That sounds dope, man. What do you like in particular? Oh, make my bed. That was the other one. What's that? Make your bed. I, I make my bed. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your, what do you like about Krishnamurti? Why, why him specific, specifically? Uh, helping me, well, anyone realize the limitations of knowledge. Uh, you know, we're looking at the universe through a keyhole, all of us. You know, we think that everything can be defined by symbol or word or code or language or knowledge. It's just not the case. You know, there's so there's so much more truth, timeless truth, deeper than us all. Yeah. And there's some fundamental connection there between ourselves and nature. You know, we are nature. We're of nature, and we can access this dimension that is something else, to say the least. And his writing is just beautiful for helping me get there yeah i was drawn to him uh in my early 20s and one of the things i liked you know I've always consumed a lot of philosophy and you know of all kinds um but i liked his approach because i kind of i saw it as rather than you know dictating rather than saying how things are what his philosophy is mm. i liked how he'd often just say someone would ask him a question and a lot of his books are in this format and he would just say i don't know let's talk about it and then yeah. the conversation would unfold and, you know, he'd obviously inject his wisdom and insight into it. But I just really appreciated the kind of non-authority style in which he did stuff. Yeah. He was like, that's a great question. Let's let's talk about it and see where we can get. That's so true. In a lot of his writings, he, he interrupts himself like, you know, such and such. Is it not? You know, he's always inviting right. people to question it for themselves. He's, he's a great writer. Yeah. How do you define success? Freedom. Most impactful book you've ever read? Uh, one that had a big impact on me early on was The Tao of Physics, which just awakened me to the parallels between modern science and ancient Eastern mysticism. It, it's just incredible how much wisdom the ancients have that we may take for granted or disregard today. And then one uh, more recently, I've actually read it twice, and he is my favorite author, is Nassim Taleb's Anti-Fragile. I've read the whole series, but uh, Anti-Fragile, I think, is my favorite of the five. And it's, it's an incredible book. Who's the author of the Tao of Physics? It is Frijot Capra, I believe. I'm not sure if I'm saying the first name right, but F-R-I-T-O-J or J-O-T. Capra. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check that one out. Where or who is your go-to place to learn more about Bitcoin? 
Twitter is an unbelievable resource. If you follow the right people and you go down the right rabbit holes, uh, I would also add in, I think, and a lot of people agree to this, the, the Nakamoto Institute has a lot of great intro resources for Bitcoiners. And then if you want to go into Austrian economics, more mices.org, you can't even get through. They have everything. Whole books on there in PDF done very nicely. Uh, there's more to read there than you can get through probably in a lifetime. And uh, if you haven't read some of these amazing Austrian authors like you know, Rothbard, Mises, Hayek, these guys are something else. And they will they'll change you just by reading their books. Yeah. What is the one most important action that myself or anyone listening can take uh, today to up our game in an area that's important to you or an area of your expertise? So if someone wants to improve, what's a way that you think uh, people can try to do so today? Uh, um, Very general, I know, but whatever comes to your mind. Yeah, I mean, I think morning routine is good just to have some structure in your life. Uh, exercise every day. That's just changes the game across the board, happier, healthier, all the things, sleeping better. Uh, and then for me, I guess I would just say figure out your diet. I don't think everyone's dietary needs are the same, but for me, like a ketogenic paleo-ish diet works really well. So, Yeah, and shameless plug for me, the last podcast I published was with uh, Sean Baker, the, the, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. popularizer of the carnivore diet. Yeah, I've been doing the carnivore for the past few months on and off, and it's it's been great. Yeah. What is one question you'd like to see added to this list? Uh, what is the meaning of life? Damn. <laughs> Heavy. That's, that's, that's going to be it. Yeah. Just one final one to ask you. What yeah. is the meaning of life? <laughs> All right, last bit, word association. So I'll, I'll throw out a word. You just tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Oh, okay. Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin. Government. Uh, the state. Hash rate. Skin in the game. The individual. Uh, sovereignty. Security. Security. Uh... Opposite of freedom. Ego. Opposite of spirit. Greed. Uh, sin. What'd you say? Zen? Sin. Sorry. What do you say? <laughs> sin. Oh, sin. Okay. Sorry. Sin. Uh, stack. Not sin. <laughs> stack and sats. Uh, money. Fiat currency. Garbage. Guns. Uh, tools. Altcoins. Shitcoins. Pizza. Delicious. Socialism. Failure. Family. Everything. Trump. Failure. Future. Bright. Libra. Uh, Aquarius. Gold. Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. Uh, freedom. Done, man. That's it. Awesome. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts, closing words, anything you want to get out there? No, man, this was awesome.
Thank you for the wide ranging discussion. Uh, I really didn't know what to expect, but I had a great time. I did as well too, man. I appreciate you giving me the time. Um, love your writing. You know, I hope you keep doing that. And like I said, that, that little bit that you just broke into there at the end of the rapid fire, uh, I'd like to see a medium article on that soon because you know, okay. th th this space is infinitely interesting to, to many of us. I know. And anytime you can have someone kind of put a different perspective and spin on things and just expand your understanding of what this might represent. Uh, I think there's a lot of demand for that. So uh, we'll be anxiously looking forward to the next piece that comes out. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, six, 12 months in the future, we can do this again and, and see where we're at and how things have changed. Perfect. Sounds fun. All right, brother. Will you take care of yourself? All right, man. You too. Thank you. Later.